Welcome to another episode of Shit Your Mama Ain't Tell You podcast with Erica and Brianna J, where we explore all of the things about motherhood that your mama ain't tell you. From navigating being a new mama to managing mom guilt and mental health, we tackle it all through the lens of two Black millennial mamas. All right. So, welcome to the last episode of season one of Shit Your Mama Ain't Tell You with Eric and Brianna J. Yay. I'm proud of us. We made a sip of season. We did. That's crazy. And I'm so proud of us and I'm just so happy to have this space and to be able to share with people. Really, really excited um, just to reap all of the the benefits, I guess, of having a podcast, whatever those benefits are, and also being <laughs> able to just look into season two. I think the benefit for me, this definitely has been like cathartic, another form of therapy. Mm-hmm. And I just can't wait till we start to build up our mom tribe even more with our listeners and followers so thank you everybody who's listened to every episode or even if you just listened to one or if this is your first one welcome um but yeah so we thought it would make sense if our last episode of season one was just us telling you some of the shit that your mama didn't tell you about getting pregnant having a baby what happens after um yeah yeah we could literally do a whole season where every episode was like this. So this certainly mm-hmm. will not be the last episode that we talk about it, but we figure we'd spend a little time today talking yes. to you about that. Um, so yeah, we got a whole list of stuff that we can talk about, but I think the first thing that we can talk about is pregnancy brain. So for those of you guys that don't know what pregnancy brain is, is when you get pregnant and I don't know what the scientific research is behind this but I don't know any mother who hasn't attested to this it's like when you get pregnant your brain does something it's like your baby absorbs some of your brain power you're gonna forget things mm-hmm. you're gonna be like mid, you could be mid-sentence and be like wait what was I talking about you can I mean I've left you know open the open the cabinet and something that belongs in the refrigerators in the cabinet just like absent-minded <laughs> mm-hmm. sleepy forgetting all the time and what they don't tell you is pregnancy brain doesn't really go away it just becomes mommy brain and mommy brain is basically pregnancy brain maybe a little bit better yeah but it's not a little bit better it's a little better yeah. but not a lot uh-huh. like that first three months so the fourth trimester which is the three months after pregnancy where you're getting adjusted to not being pregnant anymore and then obviously getting adjusted to physically caring for your child outside of the womb um you're crazy you're not completely insane yes Mm -hmm. and in the fourth trimester is those three months after you give birth and you're trying to figure everything out and then it does start to even out a little bit but it's just I don't know I don't know what it is but for some reason you still have a little bit of that pregnancy brain it's like you don't always remember things Mm-mm. um you'll set something down forget where you put it like I fully lost my airpods for two weeks went bought a new pair 
moved a stack of papers and boop, there go the old ones. It's just like, listen, like every day I'm losing my phone. I don't know where I put it. I was like, I just had it. Where is it? And it'll be in some like obscure, weird place. Um, yes. If I don't write it down, it's not getting done. Like I, I can't remember anything. Yeah. I live and die by my calendar now. Like, mind you, I do have a lot on my plate aside from just being a mom, but even still, like before I had Trey, I was able to, to multitask and to manage everything. And it was all and, and remember things. in my brain. Yeah. Yes. Now I'm like, I have to write it down and like my friends, family, whatever. Hey, can you do this? Can you do that? Yep. Remind me not even like going anywhere. My sister will, or somebody will be like, Hey, can you help me with this. Like, I just have a question about my homework or something. And mm-hmm. I have to put it in my calendar with, oh, yeah. at a specific time with two reminders, 10 minutes before and five minutes before, or and then tell that person, yep, I got you, but remind me. Because if all of that doesn't happen, I'm not gonna remember. Sorry, yeah, just especially not. if it's like a notification that comes up on your phone, you'll like look at it and you're like, okay, like, I'll do that in a second. And then you go to, the, just like you, I told you how many times I was going to send you the pictures of the potty books and how long did it take me? Oh yeah. I can't, and I put it in my phone and still looked at it. It was like, uh-uh. I said, oh shit. I was giving Elijah his breakfast and I was, I saw it come up. I said, let me do it right this second because if I do not, it will not get done. Yes. You literally have to stop and do things like right away. And I've, I've, I'm always that way when it comes to business, but personally now I have to be that way too. And it's, like with Trey's dad, I'll be like, yo, can you do this for me really quick? And he'll be like, yeah, I got you. And I'm like, no, like now. Because I need it now. Like everything is immediate. And I think it's because when you have an infant, everything is immediate. Like mm-hmm. if they're hungry, they're hungry now. If they need a diaper change, usually they need one like now. Like you can't, everything is very immediate. You have to be at the ready all the time. You never know what's going to happen. And your I think the rest of your life just kind of falls in line and as a result your brain like I tell people all the time don't tell me anything I don't need to know like if it's not happening for another two weeks and I don't need to do anything mm-hmm. thank you for the heads up but don't I I don't I have limited capacity in my brain like I have no space for anything that's like a just a, a by the way like it right. has to have a purpose otherwise I'm gonna I'm letting it fall out of my brain I don't mm-hmm. care So I looked it up as far as like pregnancy brain um, and it says a 2016 study determined that there are undeniable physiological changes that occur in the structure of a woman's brain during pregnancy. Scans showed that pregnant women will categorically experience a significant decrease in gray matter volume in areas of the brain that help with social cognition. What is that? You know what I'm saying? Like that's a real when thing. I was pregnant, when I was pregnant, I used to tell people like there's an alien in me and he's sucking my, he's absorbing my life, my life force that confirmed it. Like, oh yeah, for sure. Really? They are like the whole umbilical cord, amniotic sac, placenta, everything from mashup, they literally are sucking the life out of you. <laughs> for sure. And then and one other thing that I didn't, play. yeah, the one thing that I didn't know too, and this isn't in our notes, but I just thought about it is like they even take from your teeth like oh yeah they do that's why they say if you have like gum disease or if you have any dental problems it's a risk when you're pregnant and that's probably why 
Yeah, like I remember That's when crazy. I was pregnant, my my gums definitely were like bleeding more. Like when I would brush my teeth, Mine I too. wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't even be harsh on them, but they would just be bleeding all the time. I'm like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. And I looked it up, and that's what it was. And that's who who told you that? Nobody. Nope. But I guarantee somebody has has experienced that before. I will give some mom, moms, older moms, aunties, whatever. <laughs> right, grandma. Not to be so hard on y'all, because I just thought about it. They didn't have the internet. So they didn't, they this probably didn't know why a lot of these things were happening. But so, okay, you get a pass, kind of, but they right. still happen. So even though you didn't know why your gums were bleeding, you still could have told somebody, like, yo, your gum, well, baby, you know, your gums might start bleeding, or you know, you're not going to remember nothing anymore. Instead of just sending us off into the wilderness with this baby and trying to figure it all out. Because there's, I mean, literally, like I said, there's so many things that they don't tell you. Pregnancy brain is definitely one of them. So pregnancy brain does not go away. Mm-hmm. It just becomes mommy brain. Mm-hmm. And you kind of learn to live with it and function with it. Mm-hmm. Another thing, and this was probably one of the biggest lessons that I had to learn. And a close, close cousin of mine, she's older than me. And um, she's more like another mom. She said to me, yep, yeah, that's why it's mama's baby and daddy's maybe. And I was like, what are you trying to imply? Like, right. I'm, I'm 100% sure Trey's dad is his dad. And she was like, no, what I meant is like the, where the origin of that saying is no matter what the situation is between the mother and the father or whatever, even no matter what the situation is, mom is primary, like mama's made mama's baby. So that's undeniable. Daddy, Maybe. And what I took from that and what I experienced, I think a lot of mothers experience is that especially when that baby is fresh and you nursing, it's on you, boo. All it's on you. On you. Mm-hmm. It's on you. Like dads are great. Trey's dad was great, like stepping in when and where they can. But the reality is for that first honestly, like three to six months or even longer, depending on how long you're nursing, there's not a lot that the dad can do, you know, yeah, a, not a lot of it besides is. just like support yeah. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But physically, like even with Trey, like even now him being almost two, sometimes he just wants his mom, like mm-hmm. mama, mama. And I'm very flattered and I love it, but I'm like, yo, you got a whole dad. And I swear he can do whatever it is that you're asking me. To like do. mommy but just they needs just mommy. a minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just want, yeah. especially if you're a boy mom, if you're yes. a boy mom, get ready. Mm-hmm. You might as well let your spouse know now that you've got a new <laughs> love interest right (laughs) because your son is not going and it's the best thing it really really is yeah but sometimes it is like god damn can I just get a minute like today I went downstairs I was working he was downstairs with his dad everything was cool and as soon as I came I heard them reading together and playing together like they were not thinking about me Mm -hmm. and then when I opened the door he was like mama 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 Mm -hmm. and I loved it he came and greeted me and then it was like dude didn't exist anymore I was like okay mama has to go make dinner mama mama Mm -hmm. mama like he just wants to be right on my hip and it's just like it's flattering it's the best feeling but it's a reality that I did not realize existed when I was pregnant I was very much like okay well I'm gonna take the night shift you take the morning shift and then we'll flip-flop and it doesn't even none of that works don't even waste your time y'all like doing all that planning don't even don't waste your time especially if you're planning what's gonna happen is gonna happen but I will say 
as they get older it it definitely will kind of it, there's an ebb and flow with it like elijah if i walk out of the room if we're all in the same room together and i walk out of the room he's definitely like mommy mommy or if he's really feeling himself erica erica <laughs> oh, no right. that's the full name. Like, little boy my name is mommy and that's it um right. but it, i think part of it he, he wants me close but he also likes when we're all together um mm-hmm. but there are times where he he don't want nothing to do with me and he wants daddy so it's um i think it definitely goes back and forth but it's um i would i would 100 agree with you especially in the beginning it's really all on you and i remember specific instances where it would be like in the beginning beginning where we're both fresh this is both of our first child and something happens and he's looking at me like what do you do I said well I don't know this is my first kid too right let's look it up I don't know he's like or like the first time that they pee on you like they don't tell you like little boys they pee on you all the time ladies if you don't cover that thing up cover it up y'all because I that's one thing they don't tell you and it was funny because when I was like, he peed on me, everyone was like, oh, yeah. I'm like, what you mean? Oh, yeah. Y'all could have told me before. Right. It just, it just oh, it was, yeah. it was a reminder. But it is. So you have you do have to cover up the little boy's penis. Like I used to just be taking my time, changing Trey's diaper. Like, oh, let me grab. Nah, 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 nah. First of all, you got to move with the quickness. Mm-hmm. Have everything before you even sit down, grab your wipes your appointment your diaper whatever it is that you need to complete the change make sure everything is in position and then you got to move with a quickness and keep it covered otherwise you're going to get peed on and the other thing I didn't know and I didn't even think about because I'm an only child I don't I have some half brothers and sisters but I didn't grow up with them and I wasn't ever really around a lot of little boys especially in diapers is that you have to position their penis correctly in there because in the beginning Elijah he was in pampers uh because that's what the hospital gave us and we had a ton of them and he would wake up and he'd be like wet all on one side I'm like what is going on why does he keep on getting wet on one side and finally my husband was like oh well you have to you know make sure it's in the middle and not to the side I was like oh I didn't even and pointing down yeah I didn't even point it down yeah see and that's the thing too mom's if you're like me, so I have a sibling, a sister, but, and I, like when I was younger, one of my little cousins, like, I was like, oh, that's my baby. But in retrospect, I really wasn't doing everything I thought I was. Cause I was like eight and he was a baby. So yeah. felt like I was changing diapers. So I didn't really have any experience in that area either. And I didn't know, like, I was like, there's a lot happening down here. Like you have, like, this is a lot for me a lot going <laughs> like, on. when there's a blowout between like the penis and the the jewels the family jewels there it gets everywhere like you really got to get into all I was like with a girl we're just you know front to back wipe couple and we're good with them with boys oh lady you you just need to put them in the bathtub because yeah it's just easier to dunk them like honestly because to make sure you get it out of all the little crooks and don't let you have a chunky baby like Trey was, mm-hmm. it's just easier to wipe off the excess and dump them or spray them down because you're going to be using the half a pack of wipes to make sure. Oh. And if you like me, I double up on the wipes because I don't want, I've had some shit under, literally <laughs> under my nails a few times. And that's yes, like, ugh, that is ugh, the worst, the worst. 
Listen, I remember one time I'm changing Elijah and I think he had pooped. And as I'm like taking one diaper off and getting the other one, he starts pooping again. Yes, yes. On the changing table. And Jonathan, I think was like out in the hallway. And I'm like, Jonathan, come here. I need help. It's it's coming out. And he's like, well, what do you want me to do? I'm like, get something so it can like not be all over the place. Yes. I had the same experience except I was here by myself um I won't say a lot because it sounds dramatic I wasn't here by myself a lot but like I've shared before because of COVID and everything Mm -hmm. it was just me and Trey like during the day his dad would get up go to work and then it would be me and him you know and so I didn't have a lot of times when there were blowouts and stuff I didn't have anybody to be like oh my god but definitely had that moment. I remember one time I had him on one leg. I was trying to get the new Xbox that was coming out for Christmas. That's all his dad wanted. And I just really wanted to get him something nice for Christmas because he had, you know, been shouldering a lot with us um, and, you know, just working really hard. And I had two computers going, trying to get this drop. And I had Trey on my leg and I had shorts on in the house. And I'm like, trying to do it. Didn't get the Xbox. And I was sad. And I got to, and I went to stand up and I guess in my excitement or focus of trying to get the Xbox, I didn't feel what my son was doing. And when I stood up, poop just slid down like my inner thigh. Oh. And I was just like, this sucks. Right. <laughs> like, this disgusting. After not getting the Xbox get, and then that. Yeah. And it you don't ever get used to the shit. Like, my son was blowout king for a minute. Like babies will go through phases just like, and we'll get into regressions in a minute. They'll go through phases. And some of those phases are regressions where you thought that they were doing something consistently. And then all of a sudden they'll regress like sleep, food, potty. But then they also go through these phases of just like with Trey, I swear for a solid month, it was like every other day he was having a blowout. And I was really trying to figure out like, okay, what is he eating? What is he right. I was taking foods out, adding foods in, and nothing made a difference. This man was just shitty for like a good <laughs> week or two to the point where I was just like, all right, whatever. And then that was when he was like an infant. And then after he turned one, I learned pretty quickly that putting him to bed of any kind, either for night night or for nap without shorts or pants on is a big no, no. Cause my man's is going to take his diaper off. Now I couldn't figure out if he was taking it off and then pooping or mm-hmm. pooping, then taking it off. But there were more than five times that I've come downstairs and the worst time was actually right before his first birthday. He, I was asleep. Um, and I woke up because I heard him on the monitor. I knew he was up, but he wasn't crying. And I learned very early that I would hear, I would hear him and I would immediately go downstairs and take him out of his crib. But I was messing myself up because a lot of times he'll go back to sleep. If he's not crying, he's good. So Mm -hmm. I just heard him banging around in the crib, talking to himself and everything. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I rolled over and went back to sleep. Then I heard him crying. So I was like, all right. I never looked at, I think I looked at the monitor once and I just saw him like sitting, playing with something. I thought it was a blanket. When I open, so my room is upstairs, Trey's room is downstairs. When I open my door, I already knew because it smelled like shit when I opened my door. And it was just me and him here. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. When I walked <laughs> into this nice young man's room, there was shit everywhere. And he must have been playing with it 
since the first time I woke up, woke up because it was dried. It was dry. Oh, it was on the walls. It was on the bars of the crib. It was on the blanket. It was on his stuffed animals. It was on his cup. It was on his Throw it all away. It was on all away. I was like, I don't. And then he had taken the diaper off and thrown the diaper. So it was on the little, he has like a little mat um, in front of his crib that has like shapes in it. Like one of those kind of foam mats. Mm -hmm. It was on that. It was every, it was literally shit everywhere. I didn't even know where to start. Like, I didn't even know where to touch him to get him out of the crib without getting shit on me. I was like, so in those situations, what (laughs) step one, your child, the rest of the shit literally can wait, especially at that point, it's already dried. Yeah. Okay. But I was mostly talking about him because it was on his mouth and on his cup. So I was like, oh shit, did he ingest this? And if he did, how much of it did he ingest? So the first thing I did was take him out of his crib take strip him and then what I do is I take wipes and I wipe off as much of the shit first because I don't want to sit him in the bathtub because then he's just yeah then he's just sitting in it shit water so I oh my god so I wiped him all the way down and he's just before he was really talking so he's just oblivious to it yeah and at the time actually on this day I had agreed to pick up my uncle from the train station so when I went downstairs I was thinking oh I'll just throw some clothes on him and grab a you know grab a quick bag and we'll just hop in the car and go pick up my uncle now I'm working on a time I am supposed to be picking this man up in like 20 minutes and I have I I ended up texting him saying like I can't like you got to get an uber because this is like cold red yeah so I wiped him off Dumped, dunked him in the tub. I, you clean him first. Then you have to, at the time I was still using a playpen. So I put him in his playpen mm-hmm. in a different room with the monitor. So I could see him with toys. And then huh, you start, I threw all the toys away, like all the toys yeah. that were, and there weren't that many, but there was like a few stuffed animals in there. I was like, I'm not even ta-ta y'all got to go. Yeah. I'll replace, yeah. I replaced the nightlight that, cause he used to have a, um, an elephant and the back of the elephant was a nightlight that projected shapes and played mm-hmm. colors uh played colors jesus played songs and projected shapes on the ceiling that had to go wash the linen and then his crib is wooden he has a really really nice crib um and i was like how the f- do i clean this without ruining the wood so i had to research mm-hmm. that and then i had to disinfect then i had to send a message to the doctor this is why you have mommy brain because you're doing all of this and you still have other things to do like i just well i literally just got out of bed and this is right. what i'm doing you I haven't brushed my teeth yet. i haven't yeah i haven't brushed my teeth yet i haven't went to the bathroom yet i haven't eaten anything my son hasn't eaten anything i just have to wake up start cleaning shit literally <laughs> So disinfected the crib, wiped everything down, washed all the sheets, then and then looked at myself and I had random shit on me. Of course. And then I have to go upstairs and it's like, okay, well, I didn't even have time to shower because what am I going to do with Trey while I'm showering? So I just changed my clothes, went on about my day. And then finally, when he went down for a nap, I was finally upstairs going, able to go upstairs and like shower and get myself together. And like, that's what they don't tell you is your time is hijacked. Your, it takes a lot of effort and planning and support for you to be able to stick to any type of routine Mm -hmm. and have a kid and don't expect for there to be many days where the routine goes according to plan because or I should say schedule you can keep your routine but a schedule like thinking everything's gonna happen like clockwork at the same time every day you're delirious 
Yeah. Or you're rich and you have a lot of money and people that can help you manifest that type of situation. Because if you're like most of us, either doing it with the help of one person or without the help of anybody, mm-mm, don't even, don't. It's, and then when they get into the regression, like the sleep regressions, baby, Lord, no. the sleep regression. Sleep regressions will take you out. The first time that... I don't even know if it was, a, if I can categorize this as a sleep regression. I just think that he came out of that like newborn slumber phase mm-hmm. and was like, oh, okay, I'm lit now. And he had his own schedule. He would, I like clockwork every night at 10 o'clock. He was like, oh, it's a party. It's a party. Like oh, he was just he was up. ready. Yeah, he was ready. And he finally fell into a good, we fell into like a good schedule to the point where I was like, okay, I know he's going to be up from like 10 to 12 but then he'll go to sleep and he'll sleep for four hours or he'll sleep for five hours. And I was able to plan my, my activities and, and stuff around that. But then around like the four month mark, he would not go to sleep. Like if you follow me on Instagram, you have seen like there were, there was a solid like month and a half where he literally would not go to sleep. Like it got to the point where I would just put him in his playpen for some reason, Black Panther has been his movie since he was four or five months old. It's the only thing that he would sit still for and not cry. Mm-hmm. I would put him in his playpen and turn on Black Panther and I would get on the couch. I would drag the playpen from his room to my living room and I would get on the couch and I would tell him, I said, I don't know what you finna do, but I'm finna <laughs> go to sleep. And I would go to sleep. And he I would go to sleep and I'd wake it. up. He'd be up. Like I would wake up here and there because as another thing that I don't tell you is you, you're not like that whole deep sleep thing you was doing before you got pregnant. It's done. You're not going to do that no more. It's nah. over. Nah, because you it's can hear over. everything. Like, and I used to, when I was a mm-hmm. kid, I used to, I couldn't understand how my mom could hear everything. Like I used to try to sneak into her room when I didn't want to sleep in my room. And I, I swear I wasn't making any noise and I would be like one foot in and she'd be like, Erica, go back to bed. I was like, how could she hear me? But it's like, any little whimper, any little anything, it's you're automatically up. And yep. it's, um, it's like you're, yeah, it's like you're, you're wired and that's mm-hmm. how it was. So I wasn't like in a deep sleep, but I was catching a few Z's and my mans would just be bouncing up and down watching Black Panther. Chilling. And, it, and, and I'm like, he would literally fall, be up all night. He would fall asleep at like 5 a.m., 6 a.m. Oh my gosh. And then- be up at like nine, 10 o'clock. So those days for me were brutal because I'm yeah. thankful that I wasn't working then. Cause I would, I don't even know how I'd be able to, you wouldn't function. be able to function at all. No, I mean, we were, we got super lucky for the most part. Elijah's always been a really, really good sleeper, but there have been times for sure. Um, either when he was teething or like having a growth spurt where he would, every night wake up at like the same time and I'd be like what and be waking up standing up in his crib screaming like somebody did something yeah like somebody was doing something to them and I have to go in there rock him for a minute and lay him back down and sometimes he would go back to sleep for a little while other times he would like lay there for a while and then start crying again and then at that point like no shade to anybody else that does like co-sleeping and all that we don't do that here because (laughs) <laughs> like mommy and dad, mommy and daddy's bed is mommy and daddy's bed. Um, you can come in like in the morning and lay down with it, but you're not sleeping in there. You have your own room for a reason. 
Um, mm-hmm. but like on those times where it's like four and five in the morning and I'm having to go back and forth. Now you coming in the bed with us and we going to sleep. And then when we would bring yep. him in there, he would definitely go to sleep. Um, but there's been quite a few regressions. And what's funny actually, after we had COVID that time, I would say for a good week and a half to two weeks after we had it, he would wake up every, every night. And I don't know, I think part of it is, you know, kids can like, children can sense their mom is close always. Mm -hmm. And I was sleeping in this room, the guest room, and it's directly across the hall from his room. So I feel like he could sense that I was like closer than normal. And he would wake up almost every night at like two in the morning screaming. And I'd be like, what are you doing? Go back to sleep. It's the screaming for me. Trey, he's, he has his moments. He had a, a little regression a few months ago, like before the end of the year, where he was waking up at like three, four o'clock in the morning and just screaming. And then when mm. I walk in, he would just smile and go, mama, and then point to his TV and go, on, on. And when I take him out of the crib, he would be like, muffins, muffins, like, like it's eight o'clock. In the oh, morning. like he like just he ready to go. Yeah, sir, it's four o'clock in the morning. What are you, what, I'm sorry, what exactly do you think is about to happen here? Mm-mm. But that's what happened. I, it's at that point, it's like, whatever. So like you, I, we don't do the co-sleeping situation here. Like we never have. Um, now I, like you, like when he would go through his sleep regressions, when he was like an infant or a little baby, I would just, you know, bring him upstairs from his room and put him in the, in the bed with me and um, his dad. But he would then he really te- now now he really teed up he think it's party yeah he think it's like again I would put I would put something on the TV usually Black Panther and me and his dad would be drifting in well his dad is asleep let's not let's keep it a hundred the right. men are asleep Always. they're getting that good sleep but I'm in and out of sleep and he's in between us and he's like he wide roll over he wide awake I'm right looking at you like oh you see that that's my favorite part yeah right he like yeah this that's right here I'm like bro why are you not sleep go to sleep and then I get mad and I turn the tv off and then he starts crying and I turn it back on because I need some sleep it's just there is no manual there is no right or wrong way you literally have to just kind of learn your baby and figure out what works best for them and but I was a googling ass because I was like what's going on because he was he was literally I thought mm, I won got him in his crib because he used to when he was an infant he would sleep in a bassinet that was just like a bedside sleeper mm-hmm. so I could just roll over pick him up and then at one point I just noticed that he was too big every time he would move in his sleep the bassinet would creak and he was mm-hmm. like he would stretch and he didn't have enough room to stretch I was like okay he has this big beautiful crib downstairs in his room it's time for me to let go a little bit and just get him used to that so I did that and like mm, high five great job and that lasted like a month. And then he just regressed. And I'm like, what is going on? I was concerned. I thought something I'd never, I had never heard of regression. I never knew that that was even a thing because mm-hmm. nobody told me. So through Googling and just through posting about it on Instagram, I think you might've even DM'd me like, oh yeah, that's normal. You know, he's going to go through the regression. I've just gone through so many regressions. I'll be honest. We even, it got to a point one time that it was so bad. I ordered some like baby melatonin. Mm. and it was it it was I think it was after he was one so he was a little bit older but it's these little drops and he actually liked them because it's like melatonin with elderberry and some other stuff in it 
and it's these mm-hmm. little drops and I would give you supposed to give it to him maybe like 15 minutes or so before bed and I can't tell you if it really worked or not but he did sleep when I would give it to him and he looked forward to having it so um and I at first I was a little uneasy I was like I don't know if I want to give it to him but it was specifically for kids and you know melatonin is not like a like a a sleep aid that you can like a sleeping pill yeah yeah yeah, it's it's natural um but I mean sometimes you got to do what you got to do because you I mean you got to sleep too yeah because you can't you that mommy brain is on a whole different level if you sleep deprived too that's why I'm trying to tell you the first three months you're gonna be crazy because you're not going to crazy no spoiler alert (laughs) and at that age there's nothing that you can give them like you literally just have to see it through like you just got to be just got to be on at all times and then when they get when they move into the next phase like you okay you think you've made it through your first couple sleep regressions they're sleeping now you're introducing food and I know with Trey he's at the beginning he was eating everything like I I gave him everything and of course we laddered into it like I wasn't giving him full meals to start you have to they tell you the doctor will tell you like oh introduce some things and then wait a couple days to see if he has a reaction blah blah Mm -hmm. blah did that there was nothing that he didn't like and nothing that he reacted to but now at almost two the stuff that he used to like smash she's like nah I'll give it to him I'm like blah blah but you love blah 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 nah not or even from day to day last week Uh I made I'll do like a deconstructed taco for him so when I I'm pretty religious with my taco Tuesday so I'll make usually like ground taco or ground um turkey taco meat and I will just give him the meat with a little bit of cheese on it Mm -hmm. and either like a quesadilla or just some broken up tortilla chips and then a vegetable or some rice like some type some beans I gave him avocado salad before and he's always eaten it so today that's what I made and he only ate the corn and that's he had it. corn, the tortilla chips, a little avocado salad and which has just avocado, lettuce, um, some black beans, uh, missing something onion. And then like, I just put like lemon or lime juice over it with like just the tiniest bit of salt and he'll eat it. He likes it. And then like the meat, he would not, I was like, Baba, you like the meat. He was like, nah nah like he would not eat it the only thing he was he was shoving the corn in by the fistfuls I was excuse me sir we use our spoon you know how to use your spoon <laughs> nah, that was like, nah. it though. Just, yeah and then with like more more corn more mama peas corn more and I was like but you haven't eaten anything else and yeah. he was just not having it so tonight my child had corn for dinner because he didn't want what he and last week he banged it he ate everything on the plate same exact meal ate everything and asked for more of everything nah nah more more and ended up having actually like a serving and a half or whatever so I'm just like that's what they do to you Elijah's the same way Elijah is the exact same way when like he loves avocado loves avocado and I literally would just cut it up and put like a little bit of sea salt on it and he first thing he eats but there was a point in time where like because I think avocado was one of the first foods I gave him and he loved it then and then it was a long while where he (laughs) I would give it to him and every time he'd be like I'm like Elijah 
why are you gagging on avocado like avocado right. it's so dr- dramatic and i'm like boy because part of it is you know sometimes they get a little lazy and don't want to chew their food up all the way so he probably mm-hmm. would be trying to like swallow a whole little chunk of it and it was like well you have teeth let's use them uh, but he does that with a bunch of stuff one week he'll like broccoli next week you can't make him eat it one day he'll like blueberries next day he's throwing them on the floor or putting him kind of put him in his cup um it's just like you can't keep up with it you can't that's what Trey was doing today he has a thing with cleaning and it's a gift and a curse because when it is time to clean up like he'll start singing clean up clean up like the cleanup song Mm -hmm. but today he was trying to clean up and he actually just took it and he was like napkin napkin peas 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 he really wanted a napkin so I gave him a napkin and he literally like dumped all the food out of his plate after (laughs) eating all the corn and then proceeded to just like wipe the napkin but really all he was doing was just pushing the food onto the floor and I was distracted because I was doing other stuff obviously I was doing other things always and turned around and I was like bah what are you doing and he was like, I done, I done, I done. I was Proud like, yeah, of you, Yeah. And then in moments like that, it's what I try to do is even though I'm frustrated, I try to still say, oh, great job. Because in his mind, he just cleaned up. Like mm-hmm. all my food is gone, even though it's on the floor. I used a napkin. I wiped off the surface. Like I cleaned up. Mm-hmm. I learned from um, with my digital marketing business, I had a client who had a PhD in early childhood education. And she told me something like, it's like 400 or 4,000 like connections are being made in our baby's brain, like per minute or per five minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so when babies do things, like when they start to do stuff, like throw something down, we pick it up, give it to them and they keep throwing it to us. It's annoying. It's like, why do you keep doing this? But to them, they're forming a connection. They're realizing like, Oh, when I do this, this is the result of that action. And I try to keep that in mind when Trey does things, or even when I'm in a hurry and he stops and pauses, it happens a lot. Like today I was trying to get him ready for school and this is ponytail week. So he's wearing his little man bun. Mm -hmm. And so I had all of, you know, my brush and comb and the few products that I put in his hair and he would not let me brush his hair until he lined up all of the products in a perfect line. He put the brushes next to each other. And I'm just looking at him. I'm half, I'm a little annoyed because I have a meeting in 20 minutes and I need you to be ready to go. But I'm also in like awe and shocked because I'm like, what are you doing? First of all, how do you even know to do this? Secondly, why do you feel the need to do this? And third, like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I'm just like, and he was like, I'm, I'm done. Like afterwards, he was like, step back, like, mama, look what I did. And I was like, great job, Baba. I have no idea what this exercise was, but great job. Like just giving him the space to explore and to be curious. Cause I think as adults, we forget. And I try to remind other people too, like, come on, don't nobody want to hear all that. I don't uh, relax. He's a kid. Like telling him, you don't want to hear him whine is the equivalent of telling him that you don't want to hear how he feels. He can't say how he feels because he's a kid or telling him to hurry up or telling him to stop that if it's not going to harm him why can't he play with that why can't he pick that up why can't he throw the blueberries on the floor like it's not really doing anything like yes that's not socially acceptable but we haven't reached that point of his development yet where I'm teaching him what's socially acceptable and not and what's not he's just learning cause and effect so 
it is really annoying, especially with the food, because I have this thing about wasting food. Like I just, I really oh, hate I, it. Oh, I thought it was not cheap out here, y'all. No, I, I hate wasting food. stand to waste food. I, can't I hate it. it. So I get, I try to be really like understanding, but that's one of my, the big ones with the food and the food regression with Trey kind of just started. Like he used to be fine. And now he's just, I just no, really think. Yeah. You're getting to that age where it's like, that. Yeah. I remember when Elijah was two and all through him being two, it's uh they really, really try it. And another thing they try, especially, and he probably already has started is the throwing of like your cup or whatever else. Cause he thinks it's funny and I'll, I'll do it. I'll let him throw it once and I'll pick it up. If he does it again, I'll let him know it's staying on the floor because mm-hmm. you chose to throw it thing. and mommy yep. is not picking it up 15 times. If you need something to yep. drink, you'll hold onto that cup. Yep. I do the they same have to learn. Thing. That's the only it, way they're going to yeah. learn. It teaches them about the power of choice. You made the choice to throw your cup. You th- I'm the same exact way. I usually, with everything, my approach now, even with like discipline, because we're, we're, we're at that point where he's mm-hmm. doing things where he needs to be disciplined or even with asking for things or telling him, I ask him once because I want him to understand the right way to ask for things. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to treat you the same way I expect you to treat me and others. Hey, Trey, can you please come here so mommy can comb your hair? Nah. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. Trey, come here so I can, Trey, come here so mommy can comb your hair. Nah. All right, Trey, get over here because I need to comb your hair. Nah. All right. Now we got, you know, now that's when you have Same to thing. kindly grab yep. that arm and be like, no, yep. excuse me. Come here. Now. And then if you get to twisting and falling and kicking and screaming like this week, I don't know where this came from, but my man's <laughs> on Monday came home I'd never seen him do this before came home from school this is Valentine's Day and it was actually very sweet came home his dad picked him up and his dad had bought me like balloons and stuff just you know on behalf of him and Trey and Trey wanted to play with the balloons and I was like no let's take your coat off let's take the same thing we do every day he knows like the other day he did it by himself took his hat his coat off took his shoes off and put it all in his closet in his room I tried to take this man coat off and he fell to his knees first and was like, ah, and then flopped on his stomach and then proceeded to lay there and just kick his feet. Like he was trying to doggy paddle or something. It's because he's about like, to be too. I'm telling you, they know it, it's like, it starts in their bones. They know when they're about to be too. It's like, oh, I'm about to cut up and let her know how I, I feel was about like, I was looking at him first. It's like, you kind of want to laugh because it's like really it's so hard over not the to laugh. You just fell all the way out. Okay. And then second, <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? I told him, I said, get up. We don't do that over here. What are you doing? And I've been telling him because he's been really whiny lately too. Uh-huh. And I've been telling him, Trey, it's okay to feel upset or frustrated. I get it. But whining is not how you get your way. Like you have to use your words. You can talk now. Tell mama what what it is that you want, what's wrong. And then he'll try to put, you know, his words together. We'll figure it out. And I said, and sometimes just because you ask nicely and you don't whine, you still might not get what you want. Mm -hmm. And people think I'm like- Crazy because he's only one or two, but I've been talking to him that way since we got home, since he came out. I've been talking to him as if he can understand and that he's going to say something back. And I really think that that, has contributed to how advanced advanced that he is because I've been talking to him for so long. But yeah, he's really been flexing a lot lately. And I guess it's just because he's so close to two, but I've been like, my guy. 
that's what it is. One area. Because Elijah's about to be three, and now he's, like, I thought two was a little difficult, because, you know, they say terrible twos. Mm -hmm. If this is any indication to what three is going to be like, I don't know what, I don't, he probably is going to drive me to drink. I mean, some of these, I mean, some of these tantrums and stuff, but I will say what another thing that nobody tells you that it is a lot of times, and I don't know if it's for everybody, it is so hard for me not to laugh at him. Hilarious. Yes. I literally have to sometimes leave the room or like put my head down because the stuff he does is like the other day we were outside uh, watering something because it was a really nice day. It was like 68 the other day. We're watering our compost pile and Elijah always wants to get the hose. So daddy gave him the hose and of course he started not listening so he had to have the hose taken from him <laughs> he runs over to me and falls out he said i didn't like it i never get that hose and he said it just like that. And every time every time something oh, like that happens i never get i didn't like it and I just have to like oh cover my, my mouth and cover my face because I'm like, this boy is, he's like a Where comedian. Where did they get that stuff from? I, that is hilarious. That's so cute. I can't see, I can't wait to get to that point where he's more like, he's talking now, but mm-hmm. words aren't fully formed and all of yeah. that. So I can't wait till it's like full sentences, but it's the same way with Trey. Like I, he will just tee up over the, the smallest thing. It started with, his his whole body will tense up mm-hmm. like you take something from him does he start like he, shaking man, yes he'll get on his yeah. tippy toes and it's like he's just ah, like yeah. squeezing and crying <laughs> like Hulk and this, is about to come out and i'm just like <laughs> really because like, i took a teddy bear away that's what we in here doing that's what you want okay but like you it's like i i feel like as adults and i've had to gently remind a few people about this too we have those reactions, but again, like those are real reactions from them. They don't know how else to express themselves. So mm-hmm. even though it is hilarious to see, I do try to like cover my I mouth or just kind of turn around and I'll be like, Baba, what's wrong? Tell mama what's wrong. But really I'm like, you look you crazy in here. I want you to know <laughs> nuts. Yes. I am kind of anticipating slash dreading potty training so I know you've done it Elijah's potty trained Elijah's potty I trained. my goal I just part. had to buy a size six diaper today and I feel like come on bro what respectable <laughs> baby is out here in a size six like you ready for the potty my man like and I put it on and it fit now mind you he was he's been in a size five for almost for over over a year like my man's has been in a size five since like seven eight months before he was one Oh, and wow. I got offended yeah. about that. I I had my same cousin, the older one. She was like, Mm-mm, Brianna, these diapers too tight. And I'm like, no, they're not. He's only seven months. He does not need a five. He was in a four. I'm trying to tell you these diapers too tight. And I'm like, no, they're not. She was just kept telling me, kept telling me. And then I bought the five. Of course, they fit nicely. Of course. And then... <laughs> lately kind of like how you were saying elijah was when he was a newborn it's like every morning i'm coming down and my he is soaked his entire front is oh, soaked i'm like gosh. what is going on i buy the special nine night diapers that are supposed to be more absorbent who knows if they really are or not so i'm like what is going on 
And I noticed that like he walking around, I'm like, you got a little cheek hanging. Like this little, <laughs> like it's not, he's not getting the full coverage that he's used to. So I finally broke down today and ordered the six. They definitely fit better, but now, they just look so big. They yeah. look too big for it. Like if somebody's this big wearing a diaper and no disrespect to anybody's child is out there in a six, I'm sure, you know, everybody has their reasons, but I'm like, okay, he's smart enough. He's starting to communicate. So I don't have the mental capacity to deal with it this month. So March, <laughs> where I'm really going to start potty training. I know we plan on doing a whole episode around potty training, but that's definitely when you said, when we were talking about, you know, the topics we wanted to cover in this episode and we were talking about regressions, Eric was like, oh yeah, potty. And I was like, wait a minute, what? Like, I knew that it can take time, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that it could just be like a straight up regression. So mm-hmm shout out to you for letting yeah. me know because that would have been a, yet another thing that nobody told me and I just would have been like oh shit literally um but one so other I thing like, I want to add I'm sorry but no you're fine when like for you still like when he's still in the diapers and if he's still having issues with like peeing through the night I actually because Elijah had that issue when he was still in diapers I get these things called spazies I think they're called spazies on Amazon it's like a pad but it's for diapers and it's like extra padding you put in there to absorb the excess urine at night. And I, I might look into that. I'll take, I'll text it to you. Cause I'm telling you those things. And I don't know why I didn't think of telling you those before. And I, I listen, if we lived closer, I'd just give them to you because I have a whole extra one, a whole extra pack um, that we never got to, but I just put it in his diaper. And once I did that, he never would pee outside of his diaper again. Yeah, I definitely need, I mean, obviously, cause I don't even know how long we've been recording, but there's a lot of things that they don't tell you. And not only are there things that happen with your baby, there's things that are going to happen with you too, that nobody tells you. And one of the ones that I experienced, and I had to ask some of my friends, like, yo, what's the tea on this is your body odor is going to change. Like, so for me, or can change, I don't know if it's the same for everybody, but for me, I'm not a person who like, if I'm sweating, it's usually because I'm working out or something like, I'm not a person that's just like overly sweaty Mm -hmm. to the point where I'm like, oh my God, I can smell myself. But what I noticed after having Trey is when I would work out the way that the body odor would smell was a little different, a little, little extra sasson on it. I'm like, what (laughs) is going on? I'm like, what is happening? And also sweating in places that I never sweat before. Like just the other day I was working out and I was sweating behind my ears. Like literally (laughs) it was trickling down behind my ears and like on my forehead into my eyes, which I never, that never happened to me before. I'm like, what the is going on? And mind you, my baby's almost two. So like still experiencing like new things for my body. So I did look it up. I did ask around and it's hormonal. Like it can take, even you said like your, I think you mentioned something about like how your hormones still aren't like oh, yeah, all the way right. Totally out of whack it takes still. a minute, especially if you like, so I'm not on birth control right now. Cause I'm just over it. Like after being on it for so long in my twenties and I'm just like, mm, we're good. Um, but whether you're on birth control or not, like your hormones need a minute to like even out. And all of that is hormonal. So just FYI, like I even had to like switch up deodorants for a minute and talk to my friends and they're like, yeah, 
it is just so crazy when you go to somebody and you ask about some of this stuff, like you said earlier, the way that they're just so nonchalant about it, like, oh yeah, that happened to me. Like, well, thanks a lot. Like, thanks a lot, friend. Why didn't you tell me? (laughs) But I think part of it is like that stuff just gets pushed to the back. Like you remember the good stuff. You remember like the Mm -hmm. really bad stuff. But like all those little things that happen, it's like you don't really remember it. Like I didn't have, I haven't had any issues with like body odor or anything, but I definitely have gotten some like new hairs on my face that like were not there before. Like these chin hairs. That part. That part. I just, I just finished laser hair removal on my face. Cause I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> out here like Joe Jackson or in the early days. Like I literally on my lunch break today at work, I was sitting in my car and I just sat there with my tweezers and was like pulling them out. Cause I feel like the best light is when you're in the car, you can see everything the best. And I was like, well, I look like a grown ass man. And like, I used to, you know, you get one here and there. Yes. You can see Mm -hmm. everything, everything. And I mean, I used to get them here and there. Cause I mean, that's just what happens. But after having Elijah, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like what is going on? Yes. I used to get it like here and there, you know, you get it waxed, you get it touched up or whatever. Yeah. That's just, you know, part of your maintenance, but it was like full pork. And I'm, I have a lot of hair anyway. Like I'm a me hairy too. person. Yeah, I got too. my sideburns popping off. Mm-hmm. Like it's me cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm 30, almost 34 years in. Like I know how to maintain this. It's fine. But I was getting like mutton chops, like right here, like hair growing on my cheeks. I'm like, oh, this is never, right. this is not going to work. Like you, like you, I would literally like get dressed, put makeup on and I'd be like, okay. And then I'd get in the car and flip that mirror down and be like, yo, like, how was that? Did I not see this in the bathroom? First of all, how did I not see this in the bathroom? And secondly, that is not cute. And both of us are if you're listening and not watching us, both of us are fair skinned, like, or light skinned, as they say, right. with dark hair. And yeah. when you're light with dark hair, that's not, it's not, No, it is not the wave. It's not the wave nor the move. So last year I actually, um, someone recommended like a laser place and I got paid the money. It was six sessions, a hundred dollars a session. So not bad, $600 for laser hair removal. And I definitely noticed the difference. I had a few pop back up last month and I was like, yo, what's going on with this? I'm going in for a touch up, but it definitely was on a different level after having Trey, even just hair in general. And like, I know we won't spend too much time on this today because I know we plan to devote a whole episode to it. But in the fourth trimester, like that hair loss is real. My whole, uh, it's the still not right. Front. My <laughs> hairline is still not right. Like it made me go from like a forehead to a six head because my <laughs> whole like hairline and edges was just gone. And it's like literally like, after like, one wash, you'll like wash your hair and you yeah. come out and be like, where the hell is my edges? Like, where did mm-hmm. they go? Yeah, I'm like so didn't and I've heard about postpartum hair loss. Yeah. But nobody yeah. ever really talks about the hairline specifically. It's just like, oh, your hair is gonna get really thick and really long when you're pregnant, and then you'll experience, you know, you could experience hair loss. Okay, got it. I was prepared for like just lots of breakage and clumps, and that definitely happened too. But nobody told me I was gonna lose all my edges. Now. Yeah, I, I mean, mine bad. too was like, yeah, mine was primarily in the front for sure, and it's like just now. Elijah's about to be three, and it's just now getting back to where it's like 
when I watched it the other day, I'm like, oh, okay, it's a little long in the front now. So it's, it's mm-hmm. catching up with the rest of it. Another thing that nobody gave me a heads up about, I literally just found this out on my own, just was like, oh, hello, is after you have a baby, immediately after, one can expect some things to come out, right, of your vagina. What I didn't know is that even if you don't give birth vaginally, you are still going to experience that leakage. And that leakage is gross. (laughs) You, Mm -hmm. so I probably, and what you're leaking, think of it as like a period on steroids. It's blood. It's this, it's something called I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's L-O-C-H-A, either Lacha or Loca or something like that. And basically what it is, it's like a period. It's all of the blood and the tissue and the amniotic fluid, everything that wasn't in that placenta or wasn't sticking to your baby when they pulled him or her out has to come out of you. Plus all of the the liquid, if you were getting pumped with IV, everything that's Mm -hmm. in you as a result of carrying and delivering this baby has to come out. And there's only one exit path. So you are, I was peeing like it was the first trimester again. I was like, Mm -hmm. this is ghetto. Why am I having to get up and pee every two hours? And when I would pee, it would be more than just the pee. Like I'm switching pads out and stuff. Like I probably leaked for at least like, I want to say like two weeks at least. It was like a week and a half. Yeah. And it doesn't smell nice either, guys. Sorry. And at the same time, like you're leaking. And then if you have a C-section, you're dealing with your incision and then you're nursing and then you're crazy out of your mind because of your hormones. It's like a, it's major. It's like major now. Like I'm really thinking about it now. I'm like, how did we make it through that? Cause you're literally like almost hemorrhaging Mm -hmm. and doing all these other things at once. Yeah. And with me, I have my, another thing. If anyone's like me and you randomly get staples shut after your C-section, I still don't know what the logic was behind that. But with me, with the staples, I would have to shower. I'd have to clean it with alcohol first. Mm -hmm. Then I'd have to shut. Then when I showered, you just let the soap run. Like you don't give it any special scrub or anything. But then when you get out, I had to take a blow dryer on a low cool setting. Yeah, to make sure it's dry. The area to keep it dry and then get gauze and tuck luckily my stomach was hanging low at that point <laughs> so I was able to like tuck the gauze and my stomach would just kind of like it was able to just fit right underneath it and like it would hold it in place but I had to do that so I'm moving slow I can barely lift my leg up to even get in the, the bathtub to take the shower then I gotta get out and then don't let you drop something Ooh. don't let you drop something fresh it's out I have to stay there you just got to practice dropping it like it's hot because that's what I would do instead of bending over I literally would just drop down and get my eagle on and just like drop like bend down and try to lean over and pick it up but for me every time I would lean to the left or the right I would get those super sharp stabbing pains that nerve pain mm-hmm. it's a mess this is just to take a shower ladies and gentlemen like right forget I haven't fed my baby yet I haven't peed yet I haven't eaten yet I haven't climbed up the stairs to go to sleep yet like it, it is laundry crazy. all that stuff yes and then like you said the whole time I'm still leaking shit I'm still hemorrhaging having to change a pad every you know couple hours or whatever it's just like and then that's not spoiler alert that's not your first period 
that's just getting the baby up off of you. That's yeah, all that's that is. Getting all the excess material out. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they lie to you and tell you that if you're nursing, you won't get a period. It's lies. It's all, all lies. lies. Yes. Because both of us definitely get a period. got a period while we were nursing. I know yes. I did. And that joint, that joint, it was like a crime scene. It was worse <sighs> than the postpartum leaking. It was like, I, I, I actually called my doctor and I thought that somehow I was hemorrhaging like from the inside. Like I was like, oh my God. Cause by that time, by the time I got my first period, I want to say it was like maybe like a month, a month and a half after I had Trey. Mm-hmm. And I had, at that point I was taking walks with him. I was feeling pretty good. I had gotten cleared to drive again. So I thought that I had overexerted myself and somehow caused like some internal damage and bleeding. That's how bad it was. I called the doctor and I was like, oh God. they're like, oh no, that's normal. It's common. And it's like, oh, thanks for the heads up. You could have told me before I spent, you know, a day and a half freaking out and you got back to me late. I'm like, hmm, thanks. Right. And it's, it's, yeah. And even like ongoing now, two years later, my periods are not the same as what they used to be before. Never have her. been the same. Mm-mm. They're longer. Mm-hmm. They now one thing I will say, uh, all ever since I started my cycle when I was 13, my cramps have been next level. Like my mom's had to take me to the hospital before. At one point, the only thing that was helping was like um, uh, like my sister had had mono, uh, mono, Jesus, they, she had had mono and they'd given her Vicodin mm-hmm. and I would take that, like nothing. I would just have to get knocked out and go to sleep. I mean, it was really, really bad in college. I started working out more and my mom like did some research and, you know, taking Advil a couple days leading up to it would help because it's already in your system. So I learned some ways to kind of lessen it, but it was always, even on birth control, it, my cramps were just horrible. Now that I've had Trey, I didn't even like there, I always knew my period was coming because I would get such bad cramps. Um, even if the days were off, I would be like, oh, okay. Yeah. That was like my telltale sign. Now I don't get them at all. My last one, I experienced some moderate cramping and that was the first time since, you know, after I had Trey. So that was like, that's the only bright spot for me. And it was the same way for my mom growing up. She had really, really bad menstrual cramps, like horrible same as me like gone I passed out before thrown up like just really really bad and after she had me she's like they just went away so I don't know what like it's literally insane how they just totally change your makeup but for whatever reason they're not consistent and they're not what they used to be but I don't get the cramps so I guess that's the small silver lining but yeah you gotta take the good with the bad right Uh, yeah we take a lot. Right. <laughs> Good and bad. I think another thing that I was unprepared for that has to do with having a C-section versus vaginal birth is the first time that you like have sex again after you give birth with the C-section. I had read, obviously, if you give birth vaginally and you have, and you have to get stitches or you tear, or even if you don't, I read a lot about how your makeup kind of changes and it can be really painful and blah, 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 blah. Nobody said anything about what happens when you have a C-section. So the first time, you know, Trey's dad and I decided like, all right, we're ready after our six weeks or whatever. I was just ready to, you know, fall back into what we used to do. And I was just like, oh, back on up. (laughs) Right. Because it was painful. It was like going back to like being like a virgin again, almost. I was like, Mm -hmm. whoa. 
And it took a good like six months for it to oh wow to be pleasant for me. Like it was fine, like once you know we got past the initial stages, but that it was very um it was just weird. Like it wasn't as it wasn't, yeah, it was weird. It was like, and I was like, why is this? I guess I don't know, maybe it's I never really found an answer to it online when I looked it up, but I, I chalked it up to the fact that even though I had a C-section, I was induced and I did dilate some. So my cervix did have some changes. And so right. I think that it was still like softer, tender or whatever, but it definitely was, yeah, just different. And that was not something that I expected. And we can, I, I know we'll talk about a lot more of kind of the things that happen after you have a C-section, C-section specifically, but that was definitely something that I was unprepared for because I was thinking, you know, I think when you have a C-section, you think because you don't deliver the quote unquote traditional way that those traditional things you won't experience like the leaking or, you know, painful sex or whatever, or different. And that's not true. Like, Mm -hmm. regardless of how you give birth, I think our bodies, and I think it's a lot to do with hormones. Honestly, our bodies experience the same things might be a little bit different depending on the individual, but regardless of how you, how you give birth, that joint is never going to be the same. (laughs) Like your body is not the same. Yeah. Cause hormones affect so much. Like I, I don't think I really understood that until getting pregnant and having Elijah, like hormones affect everything and there's so many different hormones not just like your testosterone estrogen progesterone all that it's so many in there and just one of them being slightly elevated or too low throws everything out of way and throw everything off yes mm-hmm. and that's that's true too I think having a baby and I know we talked about this in episode five it just about like body confidence and all of that but from a physical perspective having a baby really just enlightens you to your body and like what triggers mm-hmm. your body and what you know what how those changes can manifest in you like for me with the body odor thing or even just mm-hmm. like with the sex thing and like for both of us with the hair thing like mm-hmm. there's a lot of things or even like you talked about when you were pregnant the fact that you had acne mm-hmm. which you weren't which I've never met anyone like you all the people I know that have acne are have girls and there's that old wild wives tale like oh they're stealing your beauty or whatever yeah it is. Uh-huh. so to hear you say you had it with elijah it was like okay well we can't chalk it up to stealing the beauty because obviously uh-huh. you're still gorgeous but it's just like what what is it and you just become so much more tapped into yourself at least mm-hmm. i know for both of us like as a woman like all right this is what is good for me and this is what's not this is how you know thing a affects me and this is how thing b affects me you just have to be so much more dialed into the little details versus you know before i was pregnant it was just like whatever like mm-hmm. eh, i'm gonna do whatever go wherever right i'll go to sleep and wherever. you're just not as in tune with your body like in now mm-hmm. it's like any little thing is off i'm like okay what's going on this doesn't feel right because you know what you should be feeling like and you know when something is off for sure mm-hmm. definitely And I think one of the things, and someone did tell me this, but I didn't realize, I just kind of dismissed it. I would say kind of the last thing for this episode that people don't tell you, and I want to make sure we mention it because it's near and dear to my heart, is food. (laughs) 
your taste buds obviously change when you're pregnant. You there's things that you are averse to that you weren't averse to before. And there's things that you love that you never would have touched before. Mm -hmm. But what they don't tell you is sometimes those aversions and newfound loves don't go away. Like after having Trey, there are things that I used to love to eat that I just don't even really fool with that more. One of them is Chinese food. And if you know me, you understand how like big of a statement that is. I literally could eat Chinese food every day. Like that was my favorite food mm-hmm. now it's like meh like I'll order it just off GP and I'm like this isn't even great I'd much rather have a taco like tacos and french fries two things I was never crazy about before uh-huh. are things that I am could eat every day now and then the thing that I literally right. love like my favorite food if you know me you know Brianna's always down for some Chinese it's like man I'd rather have a taco which is which is crazy because Trey's dad is kind of like that. Like if you mm-hmm. gave him the choice probably on a random day between like Mexican food or Chinese food, he'd probably choose Mexican food and he's definitely a fry guy. So I used to joke and be like, I was normal until your DNA. <laughs> so you put your seed in there. <laughs> yeah, I was normal until your DNA entered my body. Now, nothing is right. <laughs> Just like the same. But I swear that food thing is like, and even like when we talk about like knowing our bodies and stuff, I just notice now even more how certain foods affect me. Like if I, yeah. if I drink, like it's like the clumps, like I can literally see like each one of my fingers, like bloop, 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 like just swelling up. Like mm-hmm. it just, I have to really pace myself when I drink to avoid becoming super swollen. And that was never an issue before. So yeah, it's wild. The things that happen food is definitely one that I was a little like annoyed with because yeah. I want to like what I like but yeah but it's it's the is it the new Brianna can. it's the the mom Brianna that likes french fries and tacos now <laughs> I know and my baby loves a fry fries fries fries, fries. I love a fries too. And one thing I like we've talked about it in the in our um uh, pregnancy uh, episode that I had such bad morning sickness my first trimester that in the beginning I would have those ginger chews all the time. And to this day, I cannot look at a ginger chew. Like I had, I had way too many of them that it's like, I can't even the thought, even the smell of them. I'm like, nope, can't do it. Like, and I like your body. What'd you say? I was going to say your body probably associates the chews with like being sick. Mm-hmm. Like if we see them, we, we, we're all set. No, I'm good. Yeah. Like, cause I can have fresh ginger. I can put it like in my food or in my tea or something like that. I'm totally fine with it. But the ginger chew with like that sweetness and the texture of it, you couldn't even pay me. Mm-mm. Like even thinking about it right now, it could make me gag. Like I can't, oh. <laughs> I, can't I can't do it. And it was all, I mean, you just survived off of them for like three months. Yeah, basically. Not even because I didn't even make it that far. Like after I think a month of having them, I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore because they're making me sick. And that's when I switched to the preggy drops, which those saved my life. But no ginger shoes. And I think that's probably like the only thing that like I really have an aversion to that I never used to prior to that. That just goes to show you like regardless of what you know and what you don't know, regardless of what you research and what you don't research, you really have, you really, you can prepare 
to, you know, get pregnant and to give birth and to become a mother. But one thing that you need to prepare for is for all that preparation to just not really be put into practice because Mm -hmm. when that baby comes, as soon as you get pregnant and that baby is, becomes more than whatever it is when, you know, it's first conceived and you start feeling them hormones and all that other stuff, just put your, just put your seatbelt on and just get ready because there's a whole world of things that await you. And yes, we are going to try to continue to tell you everything that our moms and other people didn't tell us everything that we've learned. Mm -hmm. And we're going to build this community together. And we are going to continue to walk through this journey hand in hand, but mm-hmm. just be prepared. Cause there's always some shit. <laughs> there's always, always going to be something. It, sometimes it's literal. Like, <laughs> yes. Right. There's always going to be something you'd be like, now, why didn't my mama tell me this? Yes. And I mean, and- you know, we're, we're a resource, but I'll tell you your other best friend is going to be Google. Cause mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times, I mean, like Elijah got when he was a baby, baby, first, first teething. And you know, they're drooling like crazy. Oh, yes. He got that little rash on his chest. And I was like, what, what is mm-hmm. that? So I'm looking up like baby rash, uh, red dots on. And I'm like, oh, it's just a drool rash. It's not that serious. But I didn't know mm-hmm. anything about a damn drool rash. Yeah, me either. Same thing with the baby acne. I had no idea that was a thing. I'm like, before you had eczema, it started as baby acne. And I was like, what is this? My baby's skin was beautiful. And wake up the next day, it's just these little red bumps everywhere. And it's just so crazy because you get so worried and so worked yeah. up. And then you look oh, it up and it's like this common thing. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, if you're a baby, and it's crazy because it'll literally say like the exact age that Trey was around mm-hmm. four months, around six months, you might notice. And I'm like, oh, so in addition to our, yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay, cool. This is normal. So I think one thing that we can definitely do in addition to listening to the podcast, definitely, you know, make sure you guys are tuned into our social platforms because we can share this there as well as like you said, the different things that you've used, the different brands that you've leverage to help navigate some of the things that you've you know ran into same thing on my end and of course you guys please comment dm us with things that you've used because we're gonna you know we want to learn from you as much as we hope you guys have learned from us um we want to hear from you we want to hear about your oh shit moments with your kids we want to hear about your experiences and um our, you know our hope for our first season two is to start to address some of those things as well so I know as we close out our last episode of season one, which well, is crazy still is so that? crazy, it's surreal. I just want to thank everyone that's listened, whether again, this is your first episode or you've listened to the whole season. I encourage you to follow us, encourage you to subscribe. Um, Erica, I want to thank you because this was Erica's idea. She slid into my DMs and was like, <laughs> I had this vision and I just feel like it could really be something. And I think that you would be great to do it with. Let me know if you're into it. And I was like, uh, Yeah. So I'm proud of us. I'm happy for us and I'm excited. So we have a little drink yes. today. I have some Moscato. So I got to work after little, this. I can't be too lit. Yeah. So this <laughs> is a little lychee sake. So Ooh, um, and I just, I want to thank you too. Yeah. I want to thank you too for just being open to this. And I think this is just, I have been, since I gave birth to Elijah you know, my passions have changed and I just, I have felt so deeply that this is something that I wanted to 
get out there and I just wanted to connect, but I didn't really know how. And at first I was like, oh, let me do a YouTube channel. But I was like, I'm not really comfortable with that at, at this point, at least by myself, I wasn't. And, you know, it was nothing but God that made this all happen. Um, and I'm just so thankful yeah. for you and I'm thankful for our listeners and for our children, of course, because we would not yes. be talking about any of this if it wasn't for them. So, yes. So cheers to Elijah and, and Trey. Yes. yes. Trey. Cheers. Mm. And thank you so, so, so much for listening to this episode. And hopefully you have listened to all the other episodes and, um, we look forward to, seeing and hearing from you all and uh we look forward to next season yeah catch us on season two y'all mic drop thanks for listening we hope you learned some more shit your mama ain't tell you about motherhood Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and tune in weekly for brand new episodes. For more about the Shit Your Mama Ain't Tell You podcast, follow us on Instagram at Shit Your Mama Ain't Tell You. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Until next time.